Hello, welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. My name is Brock Dennis. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to, co- to offer, all, uh, kind of like this beer that I just opened, just off mic. Yes. Is that good, Foley? Um, you could have gotten a little closer to Every time I get close, it's like too much. You think so? Yeah. At least you, when I look at the waveform. You can never have too much Foley. Too much can open? <laughs> That's right. We should actually get, we should get like, uh, you know, like Kitty Letter that we could mic and then like pretend we're walking down a gravel road as we before the show. <laughs> <laughs> Covering bicycling, trains, transit. And amateur audio production. Life hacks. Foley's. <laughs> And today, I don't really have a theme for today, honestly. That's, that's all right. But, yeah. Today. We got, we got people not from one songs, but two songs. Two songs. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Deflate the room. We're here with <laughs> Bryce from Velocal. Hello. Why, hello. It's good to have you in the, in the house. And uh, your fiance, Bean. How are you, Bean? Hello. It's good to see you. We met both of you. At, well, I think I feel... I met you earlier. Potentially, yeah, but, but I met both the of you. Ride. I knew you as a couple from the Fresh Hop Century in which we rode 100 miles to transport hops. What kind of hops? Fresh, Fresh hops. hops. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, so we, we went down there and back again, and uh, you were both with us on the ride. So uh, it's good to have you in. We're in the middle of a heat oh, wave here in Portland, Oregon. And by heat wave, we mean it reached like 100 degrees, right? Yeah. What was the high temperature yesterday? Uh, 101. 101. 101. Okay. And it set a record. Yeah. Amateur hour. Yes. It was pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, and so you two both have experience. I'd like to think we planned it this way: that you have experience bicycling in warmer climates because you were from Tucson's. Tucson. <laughs> yeah. It's it's. It's singular. I think we yes. should move past it. <laughs> Southern Arizona, <laughs> primarily. We'll leave that behind us. Uh, but yes, you, uh, you're you from a warmer climate where it's consistently that warm. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll talk about your experience being a bicyclist in the warm southwest, the sunny southwest. And then... Uh, warm we, is such a comforting word. Isn't for it? <laughs> it's not comforting. Okay. In the scalding southwest. And uh, then your experience is here in the bone-chilling reaches of the northwest. So, thank you for joining us. Much appreciated. Yay. Uh, we all have beers, of course, from the beer mongers, with the exception of Aaron, who has something made by a brewery that is yes. not a beer. Um, Modern Times Black House Blend Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Yeah. What do you yeah. think? It's it's all right. It's got like this kind of, it's thicker than coffee. Mm-hmm. I was telling you, I think it has kind of the texture of a Guinness. Like it, it's, it kind of pours the same. Sure. Yeah. Tiny bubbles, as Don Ho would sing. So it's uh, you know it's it's a good it's a good brew. I'm glad that you found one. Yeah, I, it's not bad. I'm usually not a big fan of like cold brew coffee, mm-hmm. um, at least when it's bottled. Ah, is it too strong? Um, I don't know. There's just something. It's too bitter. Okay. Most times, or for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, there's different like sorts of bitter. Like I'll take sour any day. Okay. You know, but there's, I don't know, it's a certain kind of, like, bitterness that a lot of cold brews have that I, just doesn't resonate with me. Is it the bitterness, like, that you would have from a pot of Folgers? Maybe, yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> it's like, a huge it's fan like, of Folgers. It's really? like cold brew nerds yeah, that's all that I are drink. Like getting really. Yeah, DeBrice's absolute chagrin. Ooh. He hates it. Is this because I live in the fancy coffee world at Velo Colt. It's right. a quality and quantity. It's a great bargain. It's delicious. Right. And caffeinated. Yeah. I, it's interesting. Anna, you are not allowed to listen to this part of the interview. <laughs> Wait, does Anna like Folgers? Uh, well, when we talk about quantity over quality, uh huh. Where I will I will spend ridiculous amounts of money for a pound of coffee. Right. She's like, you know, why don't we just get this can of whatever? It's six pounds. Usually not Folgers, but <laughs> yes, she, she'll get there. Sponsors <laughs> Water Avenue. <laughs> wait, wait, was that? Sponsor us, Water Avenue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was least... trying to figure out if you were throwing shade or yeah. not. <laughs> but no, you're not. That's good. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of throwing shade, guess what I did this weekend? Uh, you had no shade. I had no shade until... You threw your shade off, so to speak. Yes. Um, I, I threw some... some I, I cast a shadow uh without uh, without clothes on yes it was the world naked bike ride here in, in portland oregon and i wasn't sure that i was going to go honestly because i didn't know anybody in particular that was going i mean it, per- i think that would work to my like that would be a, a reason why i would want to go just to be anonymous <laughs> in a i don't want to be flesh. recognized naked right i don't know disclose with a bunch of my closest friends that's my mm-hmm. nightmare yes it's awful yeah. i think I realize that I don't think I would probably want to either in most situations. I would rather I would rather take my clothes off around people that like I know tangentially. Yes. Like we're just good enough to like know each other's names and faces and have had a couple of uh, a couple of, you know, conversations. Um but yes, it's it depends probably greatly on who those friends are. Um Did you do it? I did. Yeah, after after much hand wringing online, you know, I I, I posted to social. Uh, it said, "Hey, here's a poll. Should I go? Yes or no?" Everyone on Everyone Twitter said yes. said yes. Yeah, and I think just about everybody on Facebook said yes too. Uh, the only people that said no were saying I wouldn't do it myself. They were but on Google you Plus. Could. <laughs> they were yes, Google Buzz. They oh, were Google Buzz now. <laughs> no, it used to be like back in like 2009. Oh god, <laughs> it was the precursor to Google Buzz. Really? No plus. I mean, uh, I've never heard both, of that. They're the yeah. same thing. Oh. Vintage. Yeah. But uh, yes, so it turns out that uh, I went to Kirk and Aaron's place. They've been on the show uh, oh, yeah. years past, and uh, I was on their uh, alleys of Alberta ride. Oh, that's right, and I wasn't, and I which was, was way harder than I, I expected. Yeah, right, right. You took the kid, right? No, I no. should have. Okay, which one did you take? The kid. I, I took the red hair among horses. Oh, okay, so you have like what thirty-two centimeter tires, or um, maybe like thirty-fours. Thirty-fours, one one point three inches, whatever ah. you convert it to, because yeah. it's not a fat bike. No, no, it's just a regular touring just, bike. Just your good old fashioned twenty six inch touring bike. And that ride had some unpaved stuff, right? Because it goes through had some had some like moon craters. <laughs> okay, you know? gotcha. You could yeah. have used bigger tires. Much. So I went yeah. to their house. They were throwing like a pre party for the world oh, cool. naked bike ride, and I showed up. I actually was riding. I was just out doing you know my own bike ride on that hot day, trying to trying to stay moving because it was easier to stay cool that way than it was to stay still. Honestly, awesome. and. As I went past their house, because their house was on my way home, I saw Kirk in the backyard, and he had no shirt on, and I, the rest was covered by the fence, and so I just assumed he was already naked. And so I said, well, I'll go back to their house, because I heard they were having the party. And so I did. And uh, You, you showed know, up naked, and everyone else was clothed. <laughs> kind of. 
So just awkwardly start taking off your clothes in the living room. Yes. Yeah, it was it was interesting. But um So like they, when did you disrobe? This is my biggest question. So I, I rolled up, I had my shorts and shirt on, and there were a couple of people like hanging out in the driveway that were already completely nude. And so oh, yeah. uh I um I, I arrived and I kind of felt things out a little bit, just trying to trying to get a set. Uh, you felt them up, you said? Uh, no, I, I was <laughs> assessing the situation. Okay. And yeah, how uh, have we not had you on the show before? <laughs> I think we bailed on you last time. Cause that's it was right. Really. Icy. Oh, that's oh, right. Because yeah, we yeah. Got, we had you guys booked like for that minute. week when no, it was. Come on, it was like a negative thousand degrees and now it's a thousand degrees. Right, right. Not even Pick really bailing day. at that point. It was <laughs> yeah. literal adventure to get here. Save yourselves. Did. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I just kind of I figured out when the right time was. I think I was actually hanging out with PJ, who we've had on the show as yes. well, and he's got that amazing sound system. And the sound system emboldens people, I think. Oh yeah. You know, when there's yeah. noise, when there's music. Uh, you feel you feel a certain confidence, and PJ <laughs> himself exudes a certain amount of confidence. And he was like, "Well, it's probably time that we get naked, huh?" I said, <laughs> "All right." So that was kind of how it started. Yeah, we went from there to the uh, to the writhing sea of humanity over at uh, uh, which is that uh, Fernhill Park. Okay, and then the ride went up Forty Second Avenue, which was uh, you know how it's always kind of a walk start oh, on this yeah, thing. Yeah. It always yeah. takes because there's. Thousands, thousands of people, and, thousands, yes. and they can't all fit in the street at the same time. And Forty seconds, not that big. No, at that point, but it's also uphill, and so <laughs> that took even longer to get started. I was riding the tall bike, and so it, like you know, I, I was just pushing for the first mile or so because sure. it just seemed like not not the right time to get on top yet. Did you wear footwear? I wore sandals. Okay. Yeah. Because I can't imagine like pedaling. With bare feet. No, mm. no. And sandals, I don't think... sandals are really tough for me to fathom. Yeah. But even with bare feet, I, I definitely can't imagine I, that. I don't think I could mount or dismount the tall bike in bare feet. Yeah. I think it would be too painful, too difficult, getting up and down off the concrete and all that. But the, the best part of the ride was we went from, like, what, 52nd, 53rd or more, all the way down Sandy Boulevard, all the way down across the Burnside Bridge and into downtown. It was the most glorious route that that ride has ever had. Hands down. Police escort as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, and yeah. a lot of police uh, kind of you know providing the blockade to make sure that people don't just uh, dodge out into the ride. Um, I, I did not witness a lot of uh, mishaps, like people falling down, because that's Except happened in years past. Except for someone at this table. Except say what? Except. <laughs> so yeah, did you go? Oh, I did. Uh-huh. I, it was the route was my commute home essentially. Oh so. yeah. We closed up the shop, and actually I had changed about nine naked people's flat tires right before rolling out. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes that night, huh? Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. But that was like before the ride started, right? right? before. A lot of unpreparedness. you think these people would be a well, little more prepared. I'm, but... I'm, less, I'm less surprised by the flat tire and more surprised that they would like already be naked before starting the but ride. But where do you put a flat repair kit? Yeah. I don't know. You can have paneers. That's true. Like, That's true, yeah. Like, does paneers like suddenly count as clothing? <laughs> Naked bike as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. This makes sense now. I totally forgot about paneers. Yeah, fanny packs. But yeah, I halfway did the ride and then yeah. uh, on the commute home had some mishap with my shifting oh, standing no. Oh, no. and totally went over the bars oh, wow. and have a huge scab across my back to wow. show that and yeah. trophy, you know. Nice. That's some street credibility right there. 
All things considered, it wasn't too bad. Didn't hit my head. Didn't hit anything like that. Didn't yeah. take anyone down with you. Yeah. Didn't you know cut the wiener off or anything like I'm that. I'm glad to hear <laughs> that. Thank you for that That's... graphic. <laughs> well, that was ever, everybody's question that they weren't going to pose directly, but I'm glad you filled us in. That that's good. Yeah. 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 So if I was how the one that would happen. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's where we draw the line. <laughs> so the uh, the. The whole thing ended at the Waterfront Park downtown, uh, Tom McCall Waterfront Park. It oh, was yeah. the only place, I think, in downtown large enough to hold everyone that was on the ride that wanted to stick around. And uh, the fountain was going. It was. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I danced next to the tall, or not the tall back. I danced next to the tall back, too, I guess, but also next to PJ's sound system. Ah. And after a while, we decided to move over to our own little after party. Um, we We went past the one, like the big after party. That was, uh, you remember Kamikaze Carl from uh, Last yeah. 500 had the enormous tiki bike with the big, just like, foomp, yeah. uh, propane torch. Yeah. So he had that thing set up down on the Springwater Corridor. And there was this enormous, again, it was kind of like the start location, but it reminded me more of the, uh, what was the second Matrix movie where they had like the underground dance party? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and everybody was all like sweating and <laughs> writhing, you know, and all that. And that wasn't really my scene. Although for a lot of people, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there was also this this poor tree was uh, was being um um oh no th- there was a woman on on a tree and I won't I won't really go into I won't describe it it was it was a, a tad maybe more risque let's say than the world naked bike ride is usually sure. going for and that was happening as we passed the party and so I was like hey, I want to go to a different party yeah so we ended up moving down the river and found a little boat ramp and uh, we hung out on that and I was there with our friend Aaron Delaney and uh, the whole crew and people kind of peeled off one by one until it was just me and, and one other person and we had this campfire and then it turned out by then it was 4 30 so damn uh so i got back on the bike and went home and i slept for about four <laughs> hours before it became 90 degrees inside my house oh Aww. yeah 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 and then, that that next day was sunday parkways right yes dad's on vacation yeah. got canceled because it was so hot dads can't handle it nope especially when they have air conditioning so uh, <laughs> eric said that there might be a dad's on vacation ride later this summer but, Hashtag uh, after Palooza. We've been promoting it for, uh, what, four months now? <laughs> yeah. Something like that? Yeah. So we can promote it for a few more. We'll let you know if we find out when the when the next one is. But uh, stay tuned to the calendar. So that was what I did this weekend. And then you and I met up on Sunday Parkways. Yes. Hung out with Armando, who is the super pedal Palo- the super Palooza. Uh, he, he has done Classic, a ride every day. Yeah. 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 And the nicest guy to boot. So, yeah. Uh, anything else you did this weekend that was exciting? Um, or this entire last week? Today... I built two bikes. Oh, my. Mm. Yes. Yours? No. No. These are not bikes. These are bikes that are being built for um, my old job that I'm still working part-time. Oh, okay. Uh, with the caregiving. Right. Um, they were donated. I can't say by who at this point. I may be able to in the future. Uh, but they were donated. Um, but unfortunately, because you know, they were boxed up and sent to us. Oh, sure. Uh, I had to like put them together. So I've got like- Poor you. I'm sure that must have been rough. <laughs> you don't like doing that sort of thing, do you? I, I had to get paid. To, <laughs> I had to get paid to do something I enjoy. Dude, that's actually you're like you're a for hire bike mechanic at that point because you were paid. You were Holy on the job shit. and you I were building bikes. I can put that on my resume. Now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were All these right. donated by an individual or a corporation? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, the way corporate law works, it's also an individual. Okay. Right, donated by a person. 
Yes, a legal a corporate person. person. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I mean, I I don't mean to pry, but, but yeah, yes. it's cool. I've got like five bikes to build. I built two of them today. Oh wow, you got yeah. five to build. Yes, that's a lot. Yeah, you're gonna be busy for some time. Yeah, and I found out they uh, so they're these like kind of mountainy bikes. Uh huh. Uh, twenty seven point five inch wheels. Ooh. Uh, Wait, is that a new thing? And. A new standard? Uh, new old standard. Yeah. Is it like 750B? Or what, what do they call it? 275, I think. 275. Right? 650B. Oh, that's a 650B? Yep. Oh, is it really? Synonymous. Same I, ERD. Uh, we have a cycling broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. I think we have just connected the gaps. Ah, okay. Dimensionally um, for you and I. The small Thank frames, you, Bryce. No worries. The small frames came with uh, suspension forks. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so like a whole new thing. Bikes? I've never done that before. And the first time I, I put the small the first small one together, uh, I put the fork in backwards. Ah. You know, and so it's like, oh, the disc brake caliper goes on the other side? They uh-huh. mounted? Oh, no, I just need to turn this around. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, that's the nice thing about putting together something like that is that you really, it's hard to do it wrong. If you well, do, you'll yeah, know. Yeah, and it's, it's all mostly together. It's all just, you know putting the wheels on and like putting all the components on it but like all Perfect. the cable is routed and cut and everything like that yeah yeah very cool yeah, well congratulations awesome. uh, i'm i'm happy that i mean that seems like a professional milestone for you i guess so i'm glad You're basically to hear it. a tradesman yes Ooh, a journeyman oh wow yeah these are <laughs> these are like contractor these are like words that that people use <laughs> these are words adults use that's right <laughs> welcome to the club oh wow um <laughs> Yeah, that was, it's it's been kind of like a cool experience being able to um, do this uh, for my old job, and then because it's it's adults with you know various types of disabilities, uh, being able to kind of like share that with with some of the people that live there too has been really cool. Totally, that's awesome. Yeah. Very good. Well, I'm Super glad that rad. it remains to be fulfilling in many ways. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, let's talk to Bryson Bean. Nah. Right after <laughs> this message from our sponsor, the Beer Mongers. Hey, have you ever wondered, where should I go on this blisteringly hot day? Hey, where should I go on this blisteringly hot day? Have you ever wished there was a place with a roll door that could be open or closed, depending on the outside temperature? You know, I really wish there was a place with a roll door that could be open or closed, depending on the blistering hot temperature. Do you wish on these hot days that you had a tasty cold beverage? You know, I sure could go for a tasty cold beverage. Hey, you know where you should go? The Beer Monger, Southeast I'm Division Southeast and 12. Southeast Division and 12? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> and seam. There we go. Perfect. Beautiful work. That's the first time we've ever done like a like an actual yeah. commercial. Yeah. And lived. Yeah. Completely. We should do we should do some more someday. Not not, not right now. Look out, people. <laughs> That's what you signed up for. Yeah, uh, very good. Man, I can smell that coffee from here. It mm. smells wonderful. It's so good. Thank you, beer mongers. Actually, That's right. <laughs> the tail end of this can is way better than the beginning. Is that right? Is that... That's disturbing. <laughs> Do you think that's because like it's less carbonated at the bottom or something? Like all the you foam mean rises? nitrogenated? Yeah, I guess, yes, because um, it's not carbon, it's nitro. Right. Maybe, or maybe, you know, I've just gotten more of a taste for it. Yeah. Wait, does that mean you're drinking nitrogen? Yes. That's, that's interesting. True. I, what I, is, I wonder what that does. Like the bends. <laughs> oh shit! You're right. Nitrogen narcosis. Aaron, stay seated. He's got the crazy eye. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever you do, don't drop the needle on that record album. 
<laughs> Am I right? Get it? You know, because Radiohead. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> so, Bison Bean, first of all, let's talk about hot, because you have some experience bicycle riding in hot weather. What can you tell us? What do you need to know? Bring a change of pants. Okay. Swamp ass. Okay, right. Uh, that's can, all I got. Can you describe, <laughs> for anyone who's unfamiliar with the term, what that that's, means? That's a real thing. Oh, no. Swamp ass is when you have ridden in the heat, and you have this unattractive sort of sweat patch and you want to tell people like maybe you weed yourself or maybe it's sweat but you don't really know what's the appropriate course <laughs> of action or not you to take because oh. what's grosser you're like i'm sweating from my bicycle seat or i weed myself yes so you just take a change of pants and then you avoid that awkward conversation of being like i my pants are my pants are wet it's swamp ass yes yeah, it's good. That's a good. My thought. preference is just to be a stinky bike mechanic. It works pretty well because <laughs> then you can get away with Everyone having a swap ass. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> or uh, you'll find a lot of people alternate their ride times. They'll start riding at about five a.m. Personally, I like riding at around midnight, full moon. Ooh. Still 80 degrees out. You're wearing your short sleeves. Everything's lit up in the desert. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So you're saying like if you just want to go out for a ride, like for exercise, why do it in the heat? Totally. Okay, gotcha. So Petalpalooza could take a couple of notes here in Portland. More if, rides if overnight. If this heat trend continues, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I guess you can't project that up here. But down there, it's pretty consistent, right? It's like all the time. Okay. Forever. <laughs> 350 <laughs> plus days of sun. Yeah. Drink lots of water. Yeah. Okay. I find that complaining bitterly as you ride also helps cool you off <laughs> quite quite nicely. It's just Especially if you're going uphill, you're just like, yeah, no, a little light grumble. Uh-huh. That was good. That was good. Okay. And that does that help you? Uh, does that vent some of your heat? Or does that produce more moisture? I'm not a smart cyclist. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't plan night rides or times. I mostly just complain. It's the opposite <laughs> of cursing the darkness. Yes. Okay. <laughs> But you don't want to light a candle either. Really, that's not the answer to, no, to the hot weather. No, that's more heat, Brock. Yeah. That's more. We don't, we don't do that. <laughs> what kinds of rides did you have to do? Like, did you have commutes in uh, in Tucson? We did. Oh, yeah. She had a great hill to go up. Oh, great. Over on St. Mary's <laughs> Boulevard. Probably at least a 200-foot elevation gain within a half mile. Okay. So you middle of the... pretty early on in that ride. Right. Even by 10 a.m., though, it hits 100 degrees, and it's pretty... Pretty miserable. Wow. Yeah. And then I was doing a commute pretty regularly that was about 14 miles one way. Okay. Arguably no elevation, but uh, along a riverbed, so you get a little bit of the wind through there, and there's a lot of great infrastructure in Tucson for cycling, so. What's there the, is. Yeah. 115 plus miles of dedicated bike path. That's pretty cool. And <clears throat> what... What form does this dedicated bike path uh, Multi-use take? path, really. Really? Yeah. Uh, so protected. Re- protected, completely removed from the road. Mm-hmm. It's pretty scenic as well. And beyond that, pretty much every road actually has a bike path alongside it, which differs from Portland pretty significantly. Right. Uh, and we were talking to Andre Johnson last week uh, who came in and he gave us yeah. your cycling cap, which I saw you wearing outside of the studio, so I know that you appreciate the gift. <laughs> Well, that that cap has now become part of the uniform for for riding your riding, bike, the kid, yeah, yeah, the fat bike with yeah. all purple uh, stuff, hardware, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was just he was talking about either connected or protected, and uh, they don't have both here in Portland. They don't have both there in uh, Twin Cities over right. in Minneapolis and St. Paul. But uh, would you say if every road has a side path, is it both protected and connected? I wouldn't say it's necessarily every road, but. 
a pretty good portion of them do actually have bike paths that are pretty well maintained and the drivers for the most part are pretty aware of the cyclists because it's a huge cycling city so beyond just the removed bike path there's some pretty straight shots across town that are pretty well maintained yeah interesting it's definitely uh, less of like a bike culture though i think portland is much more aware of cyclists they celebrate cyclists a lot more tucson is good at infrastructure but like drivers are pretty angry towards cyclists a lot of the times there's a lot of yeah. sort of animosity okay so have you, yeah have you guys ever had like some pretty stressful interactions there there's a lot of like I have a lot of people yell at me. And She's just, lost like, her teeth. She got her face smashed in by a car, which was pretty yeah. stressful, what I'd say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this old lady hit me on my bike, my brand new bike that Bryce built me. Right hook. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, wow. But that wasn't animosity. That was, She just wasn't, she didn't see me. Okay. She was like 90. So I know it was really horrible. She was really <laughs> old. And I was like, are you okay? And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, no, but it's cool. Um. But yeah, I know I've had bottles thrown at me and people yell at me and all that stuff. Really? So, mm. That sounds a bit more, because that's the sort of thing that we would see that as like extremely aggressive driving behavior, but it sounds like you're describing it as something that you just kind of take with with uh, the punches. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, you guys were on that ride. We had a lot of that guy following us in the truck on the Fresh Hop ride. Oh, yeah. That Do was, you guys remember him? That was weird. Yeah. yeah. That was really uncomfortable. He like buzzed by and then turned around yeah. and then like turned around again and buzzed by. And, yeah. Yeah, passenger some... definitely disapproved in that scenario. <laughs> you think? Oh yeah, she was she was not happy with that. I may have either mm-hmm. blocked that out or been on a different part of the ride, a different part of the group, like in oh. a different place on the road. I don't remember that happening, but oh. but I'm yeah. I'm glad everything turned out okay. You got hit in the oh, head yeah. with a bottle. I guess that must have been <laughs> it. Yeah, I've just lost that complete <laughs> that complete memory. <laughs> but yes, um, that's interesting. So it's just more aggressive drivers and uh, less less tolerance for cyclists on the road. I would think so. It's about 40 square miles to get across one city to the other. So, you know, people are in a hurry to get somewhere. There's one freeway in that entire city. So you're basically relegated to roads that have a lot of fast drivers on them. But beyond that, you know, Mount Lemmon is there, which is kind Mm -hmm. of a mecca for cyclists and professional cyclists alike. And then the 350-plus days of dry, fair-weather riding oh, yeah. really do <laughs> kind of lend towards a lot of cyclists being there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I'm curious, just, like, given the temperature and the aggressive drivers, obviously you said, like, it's kind of a mecca for, like, the performance training and that sort of thing. Uh, what motivated you two to be on the road on bikes? Hmm. Tucson natives, you know, um uh, We've been living there our whole lives. We definitely did the car thing as well, but I kind of see the bike as one of the most simplistic and efficient mechanisms that humankind has ever invented and had a huge fascination with it, so much so that it actually inspired me to leave the automotive industry. I was working at a race car shop. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It was fascinating. I've been kind of a, in a family of mechanics for a while, so, but yeah, was working on cars, decided that it man cars suck bikes are way better i'm gonna go into the bike industry <laughs> wow with a with a hi- family history that's almost like changing religions or something almost how'd yeah. they take it <laughs> pretty supportive all okay. things considered that's yeah. good mechanics are mechanics yep yeah exactly <laughs> very cool and then she kind of came from an opposite end of the spectrum yeah i was working at whole foods and there was all these like really cool hipster people who would like roll into their shift on their bikes and like they would ride through the store and like dismount and i was just like oh you're so cool <laughs> and then i got this like really crappy bike from walmart 
and I was like, I'm a ride to work. And it took me like an hour and a half to get there. <laughs> and I was sweating profusely. And then I had to go back up the hill to get home. And it was awful. It was genuinely the worst. But, um, sorry. But I kept doing it. It was really, actually really fun. Yeah. And I felt really cool when I got there, despite the sweat situation. That's good. Yeah. Does that, so I'm intrigued by this idea of people riding their bikes through the store. Was it that was so, it's accepted, so cool. accepted behavior? It just like happened every day, every Tuesday or... <laughs> No, it was like 5 a.m. You know, we'd all get there to like, because I worked in the bakery, so we'd all get there to like make our, you know, ah. our stuff. And um, so the doors would open in the store and you just see all these really cool people just kind of ride through the produce section. And in slow motion. Like, basically, you know, With, like, wind blowing their capes hair. behind them, yeah. <laughs> Drinking yeah. their juices. And they would all hang out and like there was like bike racks in the back of the store and they would all hang out and have these conversations. And if you weren't a cyclist and you kind of went over there, they would kind of quiet down. Ah. <laughs> So I wanted, I like, I wanted, I don't know. I wanted to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted quads of steel. There you go. So, and save the environment. And right. Bryce, you were way more eloquent than I was. <laughs> well, it reminds me of when, when I first started riding a bicycle for transportation, because I've been riding bikes my whole life, really enjoyed like off-road paths, exploring, finding new places. Where can I go? What is the, what does this connect to? But I also remember thinking when I moved to Portland, this is a city full of cool bike people. Mm-hmm. I would so like to be a cool bike person, and I, I am think not. You're a cool I don't bike know person. any. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think you're a cool bike person too. Thanks, I think we man. all are. But <laughs> at one point, I believed that all the bicyclists knew each other except for me, and That's I was like, "I got to break into this group." Did you break into the group? Oh yeah. No, I led a group <laughs> ride once, and I was just like, "This is it. I've made it." Nice, nice. Yeah. What kind of group great. rides did you do? Um, we did, it was just like a, we had like a community event. It was like ride with the mayor or whatever. And they were like, Oh, Bean, you ride a bike. And I was like, yeah, I'll do this silently just dying inside. <laughs> yeah. It was just the one time, but it lives on for me as a very momentous. Yeah. Yeah. Have you great. ever wanted to lead a pedal palooza ride here? No, no, no. Do you, uh, do you, do you do that? Uh, occasionally. I mean, you oh. have. Twice, yeah, times, I yeah. Guess. I think the more times I've stepped up to do one, because I just choose like dumb things that I want to do. <laughs> right? So, like, who else likes this? I'm doing this anyway. Let's find out. Yeah. How, like, do you, how do you pick where you go? What do you? How's your process? What do you do? Uh, I come up with with the stupidest concept and see who who like will, <laughs> who will be dragged up? along. Like the Alameda stair carry where we did we you know just like climbed up all these different staircases. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. With our bikes, Real- it was. It was stupid. Was Aaron, about- <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> you look—you have the well, face of reality. <laughs> well, honestly, the people who actually did the ride probably probably did way better than I did. Well, and yeah, I, Josh I thought Ropo. I was being clever. I thought I was being clever, and that uh, never ends well. <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, I'll ride support for you guys. I'll carry all your drinks, and Why? so I took my my uh, Bob trailer. And, you know, it had the bag attached, and I, like, filled that with, like, 20 pounds of ice. Oh, my God. <laughs> threw a flat of water in it and a flat of Gatorade in it. And I looked at it, and I was like, I don't know if that's enough ice. So I bought another 20 pounds of, of ice <laughs> and threw it in there. And, like, everyone else is, like, in race mode. Oh, you know, no. I should have, like, taken, like, a five-minute head start or something. My idea was I'll meet you all at the at the top of every staircase and I'll be there, you I'm know, sorry, handing out drinks. How many staircases are involved? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. 11? yeah. I, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. And, <laughs> and uh, like we took off, and you guys just bam were like blocks ahead of me. Before well, that wasn't I me. Made it. That was the other guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was Ropo and my wife and a couple other fast right, riders. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was then, uh, uh, was that subvert 
who has been a donor yeah, to the podcast. Yeah, he met you guys. He met you guys at the uh, at the very at the uh, bottom first, of the first staircase, yes, and, and he, he was, was like handing, handing out, out beers. Yes, and... not that any one of us would be drinking in public because that well, is no, illegal. He was and we would it not to recommend you that. You have later. Yes, exactly, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. But yeah. Yeah, so when you read the uh, <laughs> led the ride with the mayor in Tucson, uh, what, how did you approach that? What did you uh, what did you choose? Which directions did you go? Well, we didn't actually go with the mayor. Oh, um, oh okay. No, he didn't show up so we we just took it was just a bunch of us <laughs> he didn't, um, he didn't show up to his own ride <laughs> well they had this like whole event thing then where it was like come and get a coffee and, and all that and the mayor showed up and said it did his own thing and then we just had our own group ride and we were like this sort of counts gotcha i don't know what we just tooled around neighborhoods really i didn't realize i was supposed to like plan okay. anything i think i i was just kind of like we'll just get together and ride bikes and in my mind it was yeah. really organic and nice and then I don't think we really did much. That can be a really organic and nice experience, though. I mean, like, if you just get together. Because that's one of the things, like, sometimes I don't really enjoy a structured ride where, like, we're going to go here and then we're going to go here. Sometimes I do. But there's also, there's a lot to be said for just, like, let's see where the wind takes us or, Mm. or whatever. I think we wound up at the other Whole Foods. There you go. <laughs> it was close. There's, be- there's a beer bar. Not that we would drink in the daytime because that is also wrong. Yes. But we think we wound up there. Right. But it was nice. Yeah, that that's... Petalooza thing is actually kind of a foreign concept down in Arizona as well. I mean, there's no real mm-hmm. celebrated bike rides. Like organized bike fun? When people go out for group rides down there, it tends to be kind of fully kitted up, hammer fests with uh-huh. 20, 30 people looking to just kind of better the, living was that through one suffering. Time I used to go on a Wednesday night ride with a bunch of friends, and um, it was really casual. We'd ride to a bar, and one time I invited Bryce, and uh, he, he like shows up to the meeting location, and he's in... Full spandex. Yes. Clipped yeah, yeah. in shoes. He's got his like, you know, 12 pound carbon fiber million dollar bike, whatever. It's going to be a bike ride, right? Yeah. We're all like in our <laughs> shorts, like going, we're like, oh. And then he kind of made some sort of weird excuse. He was like, I'm going to go do laps around the brown. <laughs> After this is over, I'm going to go uh, ride some more. That was a dive bar ride, basically. <laughs> you no, know, we just went to a, we yeah, we just like casually kind of pedal around for a while and go to a bar, and then Bryce just kitted up full spandex. Yeah, and that's up awesome. doing laps around the uh, around the dive bar. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> totally nice. Did you have a transformation of style at some point? Actually, since moving to Oregon, my road bike has pretty much been collecting dust. There are some pretty world class trails out here, so I've been spending a lot of time mountain biking, and then. My time during the week commuting to work, I mean, it's still about a 10-mile one-way trip for me. And so I've been riding my commuter bike pretty significantly and then going out on the weekends when I can and trying to hit some of the really, really good trails out here. Nice. Which trails do you prefer? Oh, man, there are so many, and actually I have hit only a fraction of them, but I've been really liking this one called Cold Creek up in Washington. There's some out in the gorge, or there's tons of them out in the gorge out in post canyon and things of that nature white salmon and probably going to try and find some on the coast here pretty soon i know there's a ton of logging roads out in the uh in the coastal range so totally any number of places you could go out and explore the nice thing about established routes is that they they promise a payoff right Whereas right. if you go out and just like look at the map, you kind of have an idea of maybe what it's going to be like, but you don't know what you're getting into really. And I it's guess. logging season, so you're not battling the logging trucks. True. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah, that that's much different. <laughs> Those tend to be the quote unquote gravel rides, you know. Uh huh. The mountain bike rides. What tend is to Portland's be- fascination with gravel rides? <laughs> And, like, I'm serious. Yeah, there's a lot of people talking about it these days, right? Like what? marketing. I, I just thought everybody talked like. 
I thought that was just sort of the way the <laughs> yeah the bike market was going. Isn't that like the all. most miserable idea? <laughs> Let's go like, and crush it. I mean, grind some gravel. I mean, to quote Bryce just now, like better living through suffering. I yeah. have that yeah. cross stitched <laughs> above our front door. <laughs> I mean, it's a good motto. I, that, that's kind of the... I prefer better living through butter. Well, there is that, too. That's, butter is better. I can't believe it's not better. Or something along those lines. <laughs> I want to I cross-stitch that. Registered you trademark. Should. No, but it seems like in some ways there there is like a masochistic streak. Because the, the lad's 500, you know? Let's do something stupid. 500 laps around this circle. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Alameda Staircarry and many other things like it. It's just like, hey, let's let's go out and see how miserable we can be and still say it was a good time when it was over. So, yeah. That was great, though. I had a great time seeing you all out there. And, you know, you wouldn't see anything like that in Tucson. It tends, again, to be more kind of like the roadie group ride type stuff. You wouldn't see a big show of community like that. There are some things called Cyclovia that tend to be more critical mask-esque. But, Patrick uh, Dempsey went to one of those. Is that right? The actor? Yeah, the actor. Yeah. yeah. No, he pedaled around for, it was like a two-mile loop. It was really chill. He was in spandex. Had a lot of people following him. There you go. <laughs> As it should be. Looking good. Yeah. Is that the guy from, uh, 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 what, uh, Grey's Anatomy? McDreamy. Yeah. Uh, Not to be confused with McSteamy, who was also apparently a character on that right. show. <laughs> who was that? kidding me, right? I, don't, I stopped watching until like season three because everyone... Did, did the writers just give up? <laughs> this is McLeany. He leans on things. I don't know. <laughs> Very broody. I'd like to think that they kind of gave up on that show like when, when they season. put it on the air. But yeah. But, you know, the first season, I have to say, it was like, okay, this is dramatic. But then every single person has been shot, maimed, run over by a bus, had a miscarriage. Well, that's kind of like, how ER was for a while, though. Too. I, I mean, it was also an arm. emergency room, so like you know, you would get <laughs> stuff like that. But like, there was a, the ER. There was that one guy who got his arm chopped off by a helicopter, and I think that's the point that I was just like, it's <laughs> it's, it's too definitely far. jumped the shark. Yeah, there's just no point anymore. <laughs> it's a damn good thing they worked at a hospital. I'll say that. A fair point. <laughs> <laughs> so, from the move from the southwest, from the the steamy southwest. Up Nick into steamy. Uh, up into the <laughs> cold and rainy northwest. On average, uh, what what changes have you had to make to your own routines, your own bicycle riding habits and style? Uh, what what changes when you leave someplace dry and go to someplace wet? You have to buy a rain jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, I mean, I never considered that, but but how many days does it rain in Tucson? About eleven. Okay. Yeah, we get uh, on average it's like ten or eleven inches of rain a year, and it okay. happens. All at the end of August. That could it's happen in one day soon. here. Yeah. That's yeah. intense. So rain gear, fenders. She happened to fenders. win a pair of fenders right before we moved up here. So that was convenient. No, I won them at... Okay, so we... Like a year before we moved up here, we were traveling around. We went to Montana. We went to Oregon. And we thought, we'll just check out this place that Bryce has been unashamedly stalking on Instagram for years <laughs> called Velocult. <laughs> so we went there and they were having this... Um, like mechanic build off, so they had a whole bunch of oh guys. the mechanic challenge yeah. yeah it was great yeah did and you partake at that point I did or? not we oh, showed okay. up a little late and you know there were teams of two I would have been solo so I'm kind of glad I didn't compete uh, but it was yeah. a you great spectator him. sport thanks babe you're welcome <laughs> you do crush it <laughs> I, I've watched you work on bikes and you do all right thanks oh man. Um, <laughs> But no, we went to this whole like uh, thing at this bike shop, and um, they had this giveaway of these these custom fenders. And I was in the bathroom, and I heard someone saying my name, and I was like, "I'm peeing." And then I went out the door, and <laughs> leave they were me like, alone. Yeah, be Metcalf, be Metcalf. And then I won the fenders, and so Velo Colt sent them from Velo Colt to Arizona. Oh, that's cool. Price put them on my bike, and then a year later we moved up here. There so. we go. 
fenders. Yeah. I, I, my first suspicion was that they had them in a bike shop in Tucson and no one wanted them. <laughs> so that was how you won them. But, but yes. They're like, you have won. <laughs> Yeah. Our 45th customer of the day. Right. Here's a giveaway. Yeah. Let me wipe the dust off. Please take them. No, that's a good story. That's fantastic. Was was that, I mean, it sounds like that was kind of inspiring in a way. Uh, oh, just yeah. like, we, sh- we should come back here. We should live here. I basically saw mm-hmm. that going on, and I told Bean that day, it was like, if we move to Portland, if we decide this is a spot, I'm going to work at the shop right now. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And lo and, and behold, behold it, yeah. it turned out. It happened. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the first time I met you. It would have been at the shop, I'm sure. But, Most likely, uh, yeah. You probably served me a beer, and that was because mm. how many? How long ago was that? Now that you started, it's been about a year and a half. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you for serving all the beers. Oh yeah. Oh, man of many hats. There. Also, thank you for these beers, beer mongers. The beer mongers at oh, Southeast Division Twelve. 12. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely opened. Thank you. That sounds great. Is so that? Bucci. Can you? Does it? Uh, you can never have too much foley. Does it bubble next to the mic? Ooh, a little bit. That's the hero's blend from uh, from who? From Lionheart. Thank you. Kombucha. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so what uh, what do you notice? What are the things that, that shocked you when you first moved here? Bryce. Not Bryce. Brock. I was looking at Bryce yes. talking Brock. It's very confusing. Aaron. Um, the the freaking hills. Mm-hmm. We live in a place called Hillsdale. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. What do they have there? <laughs> they ain't lying. I'm so glad you asked. Hills. They have a lot of hills. I would think like like Dale, like because Dale is like a valley, right? That would be nice. You would think. That but... would be nice, but we don't live in the Dales. Right. We live in the hills. Over here, or yeah. over hill, over Dale. But they're both together. See, so. we, we, could, we could live in the Dales, but Bryce looks at things and he goes, oh, this is, oh, mountaintop apartment. That looks nice. A great view, it's right? A, I'm sure it's a good view. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> we did pick it on Google Maps randomly. You know, we kind of just pointed our finger through a dart and ended Drop up there. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It was 10 miles to my place of work. It was 10 miles to her place of work. So what better? You Split know? the difference, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's For sure. cute. It's a really nice location. Yeah. And what well, I guess if you're coming, are you coming into downtown as well, Bean? Um, I or used to work downtown? down in Tualatin, but okay. now I work um, right off Southeast Division. Okay. So, so now it's a super short commute. And down the hill to start with. It is down the hill to start so with. Thank it's you only, for noticing. <laughs> you only have to... <laughs> to like, start with. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Really like push and sweat to get home. Which uh, is great after... I work in a bakery, so we spend all day running around picking up heavy things, moving ah. heavy things, needing heavy things. And, and then, then you then move I go a heavy thing hill. at the end of the day, too. Yes. <laughs> But no, it, it's I, I like riding here. There's a lot of um like pedestrian pathways. I love like there's like the Tillicum Bridge is amazing that it's only pedestrians and bikes and that's really cool. The I city's really like first carless bridge. The city's yeah yeah oh that's very that's yeah very cool. it, it's not uh, it's not busless. There's bus and light rail goes over the middle, True. but there are no cars to fight with. Yeah, it's an amazing piece of in- infrastructure and the whole bike artery concept that exists here is something mm-hmm. that is very new to us as well yeah yeah it is nice to have a uh, kind of dedicated space in a lot of places although we have far less as andre was pointing out last week we have far less uh protected bikeways yeah, than minneapolis yeah, yeah. So that's we have why lots they of constantly win in the <clears throat> get voted for who's the best bicycling right city. right is yeah. minneapolis very cold though i feel like is that a very bike friendly city oh yes, yeah quite Interesting. It yeah. gets rated platinum in that ranking regularly. Really? They know how to plow the the roads there, oh, unlike that's... here. Well, yeah, we have... Uh, well, tell me about this winter, because, I mean, you guys are used to 11 days of rain. 
And is that light rain or, or like, I mean, you, you mentioned it's kind of heavy when it comes. Full monsoon. Okay. But Extreme. It's only 11 inches a year. And here we got 12 inches of snow uh, as a record in, what, four weekends of, or four mm-hmm. different different distinct storms yeah. of crazy yeah, snow. Yeah, we watched people, like, skiing down the hill from yeah. house. They just oh, yeah. shut off. Because the hill, like, you can't actually get cars or bikes. The cars were just scattered up this hill. They just shut it down. They just, like, literally closed off the road because people were just Did people stalling. just, like, park their cars and leave it? Up oh, on, yeah. yeah. Save oh, yourselves. Yeah. The yeah. tow trucks were abandoned as well. The tow trucks that serious? went up there to when solve the hills. issue. I mean hills. There's, there's hills. <laughs> Not they messing were, around. Yeah, they were ice at this point. That's exactly why yeah. we couldn't make it to this podcast when we were supposed <laughs> That's to right. in January. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I, I thought maybe you, like, lived down the street or something and you were making excuses, but you were not. That's why we <laughs> were so desperate to get here today. We're like, we can't let them down. <laughs> they can't show up with the ice. They can't show up in the sweltering heat. What's up with this? No, I, you see I'm, us just walking down the street. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Uh, no, this is, uh, this is interesting, though, because it's just the contrast, right? I mean, have you spent any other appreciable amount of time in a very cold area? Bean has. Yeah, I lived in England for a couple of years. Okay, that's pretty that's, cold. It's pretty cold, yeah. They get a lot of snow, a lot of rain. Um, it's very similar to Oregon. Um, I did not ride a bike at that point, though, so I just kind of hoofed it. Yeah. When you lived there, were you uh, taking the tube? <laughs> um, I lived up by Leeds. Okay. Um, Leeds is, is very far north. There's no tube. No tube there. No tube. It's an industrial city. Um, yeah, there's no, there's nothing. Okay, there. gotcha. It's very nice, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, transit, trains? Uh, lots of buses, a uh, very good train system. Um, a lot of people do bike. It's a very old city. There's a lot of cobbled streets. It's very, not as bike-friendly as one might imagine. Um, I thought about getting a bike, but uh, it's very walkable. She took her horse. There you I, go. I rode a sheep in England. <laughs> <laughs> I keep three sheep for that purpose, just to, to bear me up. Three? Yes. <laughs> How? In one hand, is it twisters? It's a, it's a tri-sheeple. A tri-sheeple. Yes, I, <laughs> harnesses and platforms that I attach to you them. You're an inspiring man. Thank you. I, this is all untrue. This is, these are lies. But uh, I am curious, what's next? What are you guys looking forward to? You know... We're kind of at this juncture right now where we're still trying to find a place that's actually affordable to live. We're making enough to rent here, but, you know, long term, it is probably unfeasible for us to purchase anything here, especially on the old bike shop wage. And uh, so, yeah, we're kind of experimenting a little bit and trying to figure out exactly what we'd like to do. But, you know, we went down to Eugene today to potentially explore down there. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> similar housing prices to Tucson, so it might be a little bit more realistic. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We're very, um, we're very passionate about sort of like growing our own food and like having that sort of situation. And uh, yeah, so we just want some place that we can actually grow stuff. And and I really like preserving food, so we don't. We live in a condo that has one tiny balcony, which is going to say not a lot tree. of garden space in Hillsdale. I grew tomatoes last year. Um, Tomato. I got, I got out of your window. <laughs> <laughs> to, like out of your window like um, like on we have a balcony that's like half the size of this table uh, um and i grew a couple tomato plants and i got one, one singular tomato. a tomato a, oh. like literally a tomato um in like september it took a long it, time that, yeah it's wow. shaded by about a 60 year old oak right yeah. it's a 700 square foot condo that's <laughs> with nine bikes nine bikes and 100 <laughs> square feet of mold currently yeah. gotcha so there you go. There's a lot of mold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should get your landlord to, to give you some sort of uh, discount on that or something. So I got a, I got a question in regards to apartment living and bikes. 
because this Nine. this might become yeah this <laughs> might become like really really relevant to me soon soon tell yes. me more because uh, there are five bikes between my lady and i and uh, we are looking for an apartment so yeah do you guys like leave them in your living room Is definitely there, like, really <laughs> never lock them up outside here in portland <laughs> well no certainly not certainly not they're but, like, hung up on the wall we have a, a like a wall hanging system okay in an alternating like, fashion they're hung on a two by four so some are held by the front wheel some are held by the rear and the handlebars tend to kind of nest together and okay. so and then another one lives above our bed and one lives in the basement <laughs> and then several several that are in pieces live at bryce's work Okay. There we go. That's the convenient part about working at a bike shop. Yeah. My bike lives in our living room. She has two. Ah. (laughs) For now. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the head tail hanging system is a really good idea. Like, and a two by four can bear the weight of many bikes if you connect it to whatever structural pieces there are Mm -hmm. in the walls. Uh, assuming, of course, that your landlord is cool with that, of course, we would always recommend that you check with them before you do that. We're not responsible for any fees incurred by your landlord should you install a two-by-four on your apartment wall without checking with them read the terms of your lease. That's right. Read your lease. We definitely did that. That being said, that's a great way to store bikes. It's a really good, just like the head-to-tail thing because, like you said, they nest together. I did this in my garage, and it was uh, was a really great situation because, uh, you know, we had, uh, at that point, I had project bikes. And I found myself not to be a project bike kind of guy. I don't actually fix bikes for fun. So I got rid of the frames. How many bikes do you have? I have like one and a half. I guess I have two. The the tall bike doesn't hang. It just kind of, I lean that against whatever I can. Uh, But then I have my own bike. And then uh, we have kind of a guest bike and my wife has two. So that's what, five? Plus the tandem, which is six. Mm. The The tall and the tandem are basically two. Right. So then I have eight bikes and dog bikes. So, and yeah. Dog bikes? I, well, yeah. Like you dog know. ears? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Counts for more. But uh, no, it's uh, that, that's how many I have. I've never found an elegant way to store all of my bikes together. But, you know, one of the things I appreciate about Velocult was that Velocult was kind enough to store my tandem when I was in transition from one place to another. Uh, I think I also brought it in to have a wheel built or something. So. Oh. <laughs> and then I left it there for, it seemed like six months. I don't think it was that long. But Standard, yeah. There's was, about yeah. 10,000 square feet there. So, you know, it's one of the places that you could store it. And yeah. It's not too in the way. Sky should, should charge for that. Just like, you know, bike storage, as long as you want. Here you no, go. we just, shouldn't. No? Well, I mean, you shouldn't charge me for that. Right. Oh, okay. It's a great business yeah. model. Nor should he charge you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no that uh so yes trying to find a place and eugene we we both kind of drew in our breath simultaneously because that was uh it, eugene's a cool spot yeah it's a yeah. really cool town yeah it's and really flat it really is flat. Yeah, it has so a small much. town vibe as well you know and it's a little bit more similar to what we were used to in tucson sure yeah and it still don't tell anybody but kind of more affordable right very much yeah, so. for saying. now. Yeah. I mean, no, it's expensive. <laughs> so worse. It's horrible. Don't go there. <laughs> I have noticed. Uh, I've been going down to visit Eugene. I have a, a dream of retiring there someday, like in my early forties. But I'm not going to be retired. <laughs> but you know, like getting a different job and moving there or something. Uh, but it is. It's interesting to me to think about the idea that uh, development and gentrification hits all. And I know Eugene has mm-hmm. also seen its share of new buildings and rents are rising and property values are going up. Particularly in the Whitaker, which is, uh, you know, the Whitaker yes. was always kind of an, a, an abandoned industrial, like quasi-industrial, quasi-residential area. 
And then I guess beer, craft beer leads the charge usually. Oh, so, yes. There's uh, many a craft beer yeah, over there. But, uh, but I love Eugene. It's a beautiful, beautiful town. And uh, you'd be lucky to, to move there, I think. Where are, you, where are you guys from? Where did you move? Did you move to Portland? Are you from Portland? I mean... I don't think anyone in Portland is from Portland. <laughs> Except for a few angry individuals. <laughs> and, and they'll let you know. And oh, they're they old. <laughs> they're definitely old, too. <laughs> True. No. Uh, <clears throat> I grew up in southeast Michigan. Really? Yeah. So that was that's way colder than here. You get some oh, snow. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but not as icy, but, usually. Uh, no, it does that. Occasionally? It'll do the melt and freeze. Oh, okay. Yeah, where like everything's just coated. Gotcha. Did you, but, did you ride bikes there? Oh no, I didn't get no? into. I didn't get in. Well, I was like, you know, as a kid, I would ride bikes. Right. But yeah. No, I I never really got into biking until I moved here. What? When did you move here? Oh nine. No. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so. Labor yes. Day weekend. Oh nine. Labor Day. Yes. Is that your uh, Portland anniversary? Yes. Portland anniversary. Right. Well done. <laughs> that was his. He came <laughs> up with it. Yeah. yeah. Where were you? Where are you from? I'm from Tacoma, so I just I, I barely nice. relocated. You, you know? just moved down the street, and I moved. Yeah, and I moved here before it was like before there was anything kind of hip happening. Before here. it was cool. Yeah, yeah. There was like three coffee shops in Portland when I moved here. So, <laughs> yeah. Did they sell Folgers? They did more. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, we should we should brew we should cold brew folders sometime and like see what happens. Yeah. I don't think you're meant to save folders. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for coming. I really appreciate it. Do you have time to hang out with us for our mail and news? Do it. Fabulous. Yeah. All right, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you soon. Before you move yeah. to Eugene and leave us yeah. crying oh, in your ass. Yeah, uh, but again, yes, thank you for coming to, to join us. Right. So, uh, well, um, we have, first of all, our calendar, right? And uh, Real quick before we move on. Yes. This has been bothering me. Oh. You're, like, kind of slouching to, to, like, talk into the mic. Aaron's a huge uh, posture fan. He's all about sit up straight, hold your salad fork in your left hand. <laughs> You hold your knife in your right hand, your fork in your left hand when you're cutting, and then you when switch. Yes, very true. Yeah. That is a very American and you thing. Eat with the fork in the right hand once you've made the slice with the the knife. Well, Have you ever watched Europeans it, eat and they pile well. it on the back of their fork? Oh, really? It's a huge what? English thing. They they cut with their right hand and then they pile it onto the back, not the front, uh-huh. the curved fork, the back of their fork, and then yeah, they the back's put it curved in their too, face. right? It's curved the wrong way. It's, it's a very <laughs> How like. Do they- I do not know. It's terrifying to watch. Like you see the food, and you're like, "Is it going to make it? Is it going to?" And it does every time. But it's it's all the mashed potatoes. I mean, the whole reason why why the fork is the fork is so you can like stab things with it, and then it stays on there. You know, like you know this, and I know this, but somehow (laughs) the queen was like, "No, I pile it on the back," (laughs) because the queen does it. (laughs) Hello, (laughs) is that how the queen talks? How's it going, British listeners? Uh, No, there's uh, there's definitely wait. Is one of our one of our listeners is from Leeds, right? Is it Leeds somewhere in the UK? Yes, I think so. This is way back. Yeah, this is deep cuts. Well, um, I can't re- I can't bring it to mind. I'm sorry, listener. He was building a cool bike too, I think, and he might have been the guy who sent us a made picture a, of made the Sprocket a IPA. Of it. That's right. Yes, yeah. this is coming back to me. What if he's still out there? I'm sure he's still out there. I'm going to call him Devin. It's not his name, Devin. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it is. Call him Brexit. That, uh, well, no, too soon. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, you can send all your hate mail to Eugene. <laughs> okay. Um, here comes well, the thing. Yes. Oh, hang on. 
I've got you at zero over here, by the way. That's think... a very positive noise. There we go. Oh. Don't don't ever use that. All right. Yes, what's on our calendar? So, second Friday of every month, Indianapolis Bike Party also recurring every month, but we don't know at which frequency is the Kyoto bike ride. That's right. Yes. Uh, Kathy, you should send us, please. Uh, please. What's the What's the fixed date for this now? Is it the first Monday? I don't know yet. All right. We'll have to figure that out. That's what we're asking you, Kathy. But recurring every month. Yes. Figure it out, listeners uh-huh. in Kyoto. <laughs> Find it yourself. (laughs) May 11th through July 2nd. That's coming up. Last week. Yeah. The Vintage Italian Bike Exhibit presented by Brooklyn Velodrome Vintage Wheelman in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. July 7th. The Steens Mazama 1000. That's right. And our friend Aaron Delaney, still planning. The same frame that he rode on the World Naked Bike Ride is the one that's going. bike named Frank. That's right. He had one ketchup and one mustard uh, water bottle. Uh-huh. Like, you know, they were just regular red and plastic yellow. water bottles, but they were red and yellow. Yeah. And they had, like, labels of mustard and ketchup. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. A bike called Frank. Uh, that's going on the Steens Mazama. 1,000 1, miles through Oregon's backcountry. July 15th through 16th is the Seattle to Portland. We were asking ourselves yesterday, when is the STP? Is it today? Is it? It was is not. It, it's not. It's not. It's because, <laughs> you know why? Because we were up in North Portland and oh, you said, yeah. I want to hit a 7-Eleven. Right. Oh, we never did. And it and it brought me back to the time that we were up in North Portland and You're we hit right. a 7-Eleven. On my birthday. Into, yes. And we ran into all those people from uh, the Seattle to totally. Portland. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now you're fine. <laughs> make awkward eye contact with everyone. <laughs> I wasn't looking. Um, July twenty sixth. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about this one? Yes, the Eve Six bike ride. Uh, do you pine for the days of the late nineties and early two thousands in which young men with not enough life experience attempted to sound deep while singing uh, to you know alternative beats? No. I do, and that's why I'm leading the Eve 6 bike ride. Um, We're going to play the highlights. I'm a huge fan. Are you? No. Okay. (laughs) She's not coming on the ride. Bryce, how about you? Never even heard of them. Okay. Well, so you would not swallow your pride? You would not choke on the rinds where the lack thereof would leave you empty inside? Please go on with the calendar. (laughs) Perpetual emptiness. Oh, my God. This is terrible. (laughs) So, anyways, I am alone in this room of enthusiasts. But uh, sometimes... Stand tall. Sometimes you'll like something even though all your friends hate it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to pull that right now as the... uh, So... You know who likes Eve 6? Cat from the Joyride. Cat from the Joyride. She's super excited about this. She's going to come on the ride. And it's her birthday. So you could buy oh, her a beer, even okay. if you don't like Eve Six. I might go just to give Cat her birthday present with earplugs or whatever. Got yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, anyways, we're gonna play the highlights. And, so, what? Uh, it's gonna uh, be good. I'm curious as to like what brought this up. What What is the impetus for an Eve Six? Uh, is it like the reissue or no? I like just... I like Eve Six. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's cool. it. <laughs> I mean, this last year they just released the original album. I want to say it's 19 years old now. Oh. Uh, or maybe 20. No. I think it dropped in 98. So, really? yeah. Oh, so the original, uh, that's the song, Inside Out by Eve Six, is 20 years old. Oh, my God. I am an old man. Can we do a Backstreet Boys ride? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. It's Portland. 
That'll be your first uh, your first no. after Palooza ride. <laughs> I'll bring the sound system. You bring the mix on your playlist, on your iPod or whatever. And you'll pick the route and you'll set up yeah. the advertisement and it'll be great. And you will make the playlist. Yes. All right. Let's Done. do this. After Palooza oh, yes. going up. Yeah. I think... Uh, <laughs> Don't you make that face. <laughs> a friend of mine also wanted to have like the the feminine equivalent. Like if Eve 6 is all like testosterone and, and uh, you know, bad choices. I think... Um, L7. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, testosterone and estrogen. Oh, wait, uh, <laughs> estrogen okay. and bad choices. Yeah, but, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yes, ice cream and wine. <laughs> a friend of mine was like, "Let's make one with like all the angsty chick rock from the '90s." So, oh, that's angsty. Know. Yeah, yeah, tons, tons. <laughs> yeah. Alanis Morissette and uh, Tori Amos <laughs> yes. and all the rest. I love Tori Amos. We could. Uh, it could be the. Uh, uh, what would it be? Um, but uh, here's the thing: L seven. Help me, make, help me make the Even, pun, please. Oh, uh, <laughs> Lilith. Um, Fair. Yeah, but yeah. what? Like, how, would you, how do you make that bikey? Fairwheels bike. Uh, that's only, only relevant to me and you. <laughs> Anyone from Tucson never. Lilith Faraday, because Faraday is oh, a, a brand of bike. Except it's a really specific brand. Of that's bike. still pretty good. Faradale. Oh, people would get that more. Lilith like Faradale. Faradale. Yeah. Okay, there we go. We got we got <laughs> no. the name. We got the name. Okay, sounds good. So, anyways, that that's what brought that on. Hey, okay. on the calendar after <clears throat> oh, the summer right, is over. Oh, we're doing this. <laughs> no, actually, no, it's July 29th. Python. While, while summer is still going on. Yep. Uh, just got the details. Finally, found out it costs seven dollars, and you get with that admission to an all-day backyard music festival. Woo! Free beer from a donated keg, or wow. it might be cider. Um, either way, it's a not free drink it's not of for some you. kind. But yes, free uh, free booze of some kind will be tapped, and you can bring your own. And uh, there's pie. Mm. Yeah, all the pie you can eat. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a good time. September 1st, Film by Bike is in... Petoskey, Michigan. Eugene, Oregon. Seattle, Washington. And Charlevoix, Michigan. Will it play in Charlevoix? Yes. Okay. Yes, it will. (laughs) October 6th, the MLX Challenge. Yes, this is something that you do for pain and glory and nothing else. What it, is with all this gravel grinding? I got to find out. It is it is a gravel route. I'm trying to remember the um, busy that day. The like, <laughs> also it's on the east coast. <laughs> I'm also engaged here. Yeah, things. right. Engaged, you say? Do things. Okay. Do things. Gotcha. <laughs> things. Yeah, well, that sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sure? I, I'll, it's really big. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. It so is. <laughs> that that is happening. Also, October sixth through eighth, the Youth Bicycle Summit. Yay! Yeah. And that is our calendar. Absolutely. Uh, before we move on to our mail, uh, just yes. a little bit of sad news. Uh, we we try not to dwell too much on bad things happening because uh, nobody likes to think about bad things happening. But uh, when it touches home, uh, one of uh, everybody who's listened to the show for a long time remembers our friend Brandon Rhodes. One of his housemates, um, is, her name's Erin, and she she works in a bakery in Montevilla. And she was hit by a car, uh, and she's still in critical condition. There's still uh, some brain swelling happening, and uh, they're hoping she will pull through. But at this point, we still don't know how she's going to do, if she's going to make it or not. This is a hit and run, so the driver was not held accountable. Uh, There's no one to point a finger at um, other than someone we don't know the name of. So um, right now, there's a a fundraiser going, collecting uh, money for medical bills, Uh, they're, they're, I think their goal is 35000 because hospitals cost a lot, even when it wasn't your fault and when somebody else hit you and ran away. So yes. um, I would like to put the call out. If anybody wants to donate to that, uh, we would like to see Erin get better, and we would like for her bills to be paid. 
So those of us who follow on social media, you've probably seen the link already. But for those of you who don't, we will link on our website. Right. And this is getting some attention in the press, too. You said the Oregonian has an article about it. It was just a a little blurb about a hit and run. Yeah. 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 If you have any information, please come forward. Absolutely. That's true, too. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Because someone was there, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, like 80th and Pine. Yeah, it was yeah. right there in Montevilla, and actually Adele and I were in that in the neighborhood uh, after it happened. We didn't know at the time who it was, and uh, it turned out that uh, you know there was all this police tape and everything. Yeah. And we, we were curious, and it turned out it was somebody we knew. So, wow. um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, this you know it raises the awareness just to promote you know, and just in your messaging when you're talking to people you know who drive cars, just you know spread spread the word that. People matter, that life is precious, and that it's so easy. It's way easier than it should be to hurt somebody with a car. So uh, so that's what we've got. So anyways, uh, we'll move on from that. We got mail. Hey, we got mail. All right. First up is a request from... Polaroid Ed. Which is one of the better names that I can think of. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's also Hey It's Edward on Instagram. Oh, there you go. Um, is that Instagram or Twitter or both? I've only seen him on Instagram, but I also admittedly haven't checked for him on Twitter. <laughs> okay. So. Gotcha. But I've ran into him. He was actually on my team for the Lads 500. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He's okay. the guy with the tall bike. Gotcha. Really artistic tall bike. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he Does says- he dress up as a giraffe? Not that I've seen. Okay, never mind. But it w- wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't put it like beyond his. His. No, that's cool. Capacity. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, he says, "Hey, get Armando on the show again for a pedal palooza wrap up." Last year, Sprocket Podcast had Armando over as a guest, also known as Dude Luna on Twitter. Yes, and Instagram. You guys did a. Post Pedal Palooza recap, and he was awesome. I think he's done one Pedal Palooza ride every day this year so far. And by the way, got featured on Bike Portland. Yeah, right? great write up on that. Yes. Great interview. Uh, that's more than anyone else I know of. Is there any chance that you can invite him over again after this year's event? And Boy, is whatever there. happened with your flat tire ride, Aaron? Oh yeah, yes. What, well, you're, it was going to be a even, ride where he even like confronted me on the. Uh, <laughs> we were on the uh, uh, like in person. He just walks up. Hey, what's up, man? Shoves <laughs> well, you in the of, chest. Well, yeah. Like, Listen, I got a bone to pick with you. No, um, we were on the photo booth ride. Oh uh, yeah, and I and then Edward and his wife were there, and uh, he was like, "Hey, by the way, I sent you this letter, and you know, yeah. whatever happened, right? So whatever happened to American what, Bandstand?" <laughs> The radio. <laughs> uh, Kids used to walk to school. <laughs> yes, so um, I guess I have to put that on the calendar at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it could be an after Palooza ride, right? Because I've been starting to see things sh- pop up. Like uh, Iverson is posting something, I think, about uh, after Palooza. Like when June is over, yes. bike fun continues. Still goes. Eve 6 ride is an after Palooza ride. <laughs> there should like be an after Palooza ride dedicated to Armando because he really oh, is a fixture. that's true. Holy shit. What if we have like a... Like Armando a, Palooza! Yeah, <laughs> king, a king for a day ride. We like pull him around in a, in a, like a rickshaw or something. Yes. yes. Let's do this. Who's we got to figure this out. Who has a rickshaw? <laughs> Uh, well, maybe not a rickshaw, but like, you know, a pedicab? Yeah. Who has a pedicab? Yeah. 
I'm sure someone out there. Okay, let yeah, us know. Friend one of those. Base. Yeah. Yeah, or, or they could give it to him for free for his birthday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's an awesome idea. We should totally do this. Okay, uh, it's out there in the world. We'll continue thinking about it, but, you know, the Sprocket Podcast at gmail.com. Yay! That's how you tell us what you've got. Like A pedicab. Yes. <laughs> um, next up is a piece from Superfan Aqua. Yeah. She shares a map of... Portland's custom bike lane thermoplast art characters. Have you noticed this? Have you seen this? Have you heard I'm about not, this? Around no. town, there are various characters, I mean, such, I've heard as, of that. such as uh, Prince, Prince and, Bowie. and Bowie in various places. Mm. Like before the bike symbol or on top of the bike symbol, there's a character. It's not just the standard stick figure cyclist. It's it's a person with distinctive features. Yes. There's someone riding a uh, stick pony up on Terwilliger. Is there? Yeah, it's great. They've nice. chopped off his head and then they have like... So he's like the headless horseman, but he's riding a stick horse. Oh. That's great. Nice. Oh, I'm not sure it. if that's on the list. Let's go down the list here. Because okay. they've got Marks Mariota, who I should know who this is, right? Uh, he's a sports guy? Sure. I don't know Sounds who this great. is. Sounds great. Jerome Kersey? <laughs> Anyone? Is that Anyone? a sports guy? Anyone? So sportsy. You know, there'll be people listening to this and screaming at their devices. <laughs> Absolutely. This Scream be at great. Sprocket Podcast. Uh, a Knight? Yes. I have seen that. Is that like Prince? Is that a is that a musician? No, no, okay, just just a knight. It's your your stereotypical Eurocentric knight. Yeah, in a in shining armor. Yes. So like Paul McCartney. How dare you? <laughs> he's a, he's a knight, right? Has he been knighted, sir? Yes, yeah. oh, sir. Paul yes. McCartney. Yes, and Elton John. Yeah, I've never heard of the pop star Salmon. Uh, salmon? No, no, no. Like that fish. is still yes. That is that is a fish. That would that be amusing to me if it's pointed the wrong way in the bike lane. Oh, it should be. Whoa. That's too meta. <laughs> I think that would, I think people would get hurt that way. Too self-aware, uh, yeah. David Bowie, France. Transportation superhero, which I need to look at this one. So this map has little push pins on the map, this virtual Google map of all of these places. Yeah. So you can... Uh, Several Portland flags. I've seen them in lab. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, all over the place. Uh, Rose Festival Queen. Have not seen that. They have to repaint it every year. Oh, because it's a different queen. Different no, Rose I think Festival. it's just just a general <laughs> yeah. queen. Dog on bike. Yeah, have you seen Dog on Bike? I haven't seen this one. No, no. no. Uh, bunny ears. I have on my commute. I'm for pretty a long sure time. I've seen that. Yeah, yep. Fireman. Have not seen Fireman. Superhero. Uh, Old West Sheriff. Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. I think I may have seen Dorothy. Okay. I just passed it off as like you know fancy lady. Right, right. I wonder if the witch might make an appearance someday. Ooh, yeah, she was she... on a bike. Well, she was. She, on a bike? Was. She, she was actually the only one on a she bike. She stole Dorothy. Togo in a bike. Yep. It's, that's yep. right. Okay. With a basket. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a women's soccer player, which I wonder if that's down by the field where they play soccer. I don't where think so. Where all the big so. sports games happen. I think it's on the east side. Is it? Okay. And then reading guy. I vaguely recall. Anyways. Reading guy is my favorite superhero. <laughs> there's a lot more. There's a there's a golf dude. Uh, oh, you're right. On uh, 33rd. 33rd Drive, way up yeah. near the Columbia River. And so uh, this list is uh, in part crowdsourceable. I think you can send in the things that you notice that aren't there. And the person that maintains this map will, in theory, update it. So That's cool. Yeah, we should uh, we should send things in. But anyways, the link is there. Thank you, Akko, for turning me on to this because that is awesome. And uh, next up. Says, Joyce will switch it up on the tandem again if we will. Double dog dairy. Right, right. So we had this whole bit, right, about, uh, well, uh, what if what if women piloted the tandem bike instead of the right. man? Why is it always the man in front? What's up right. with that? Right. Sexism so says, on a bike. 
Hi guys, my husband and I both enjoyed our counterpoint on the question of smaller tandem captains. But what is the theory without practice? Since I estimate that the two of you might have a size difference <laughs> comparable to the one we're working with. Yeah, you're much it would bigger be than awesome I. Awesome if Aaron could try captaining with Brock stoking. And then we could hear how it went from both points of view. There we go. Post video footage of the experience, and I'll promise to try captaining again. We're asking for a Pedal lot on. this time around. Uh, who has a GoPro? <clears throat> who has a GoPro? Somebody lend who us has a GoPro. tandem? Because like your tandem right. doesn't doesn't work. At well, this my point. tandem's busted, and if the seat was attached, it would be uh, the back is too small. Like, you need an inverse tandem. I think generally they're not built that way. Call right. out to Portland Frame Builders to build True. a non-sexist tandem. <laughs> yes, for, for the Sprocket Podcast. Tandem. Yeah, we'll find a way. We'll find some nonprofit you can donate right. it to, they and then we'll just use it after that. Like a lot smaller, uh, even to the point where there's the extra cranks, you know, mounted on uh, right, like above the the cranks on the second one. Is that how that works sometimes? Because I've yeah, seen yeah, a number of tandems where the the back seat and the front seat are kind of on the level, but but it depends, huh? I've seen a lot of tandems where the Stoker portion is actually a step-through frame, even where it's designed oh. for shorter people. <laughs> Sexism, so. structurally <laughs> integrated. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. No, I just think it'd be very interesting to see. I, it isn't. I had not considered that there would be structural limitations that might make that difficult. So, yeah. Also, I have to put my life in your hands. <laughs> you don't want to do that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like this idea. I think we should uh, we should do this. So yes, who's got a GoPro? Who's got a tandem? And it's got to be a kind of small tandem. I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, we could we could raise your saddle as much as we yeah want, and I don't but mind. There's only so low <laughs> a saddle will go once it hits the top tube, you know. Yeah, there's also that one custom bike around town. I want to say it's a tall bike tandem where the back tall. No. The, well, the person in back rides tall. <laughs> And has the steering involved, uh, like that the person in back controls the steering, and then the person in front has pedals and uh, sits in front but does not steer. So that's not piloting. No. That's stoking that is, from the front. Yeah. So that doesn't that's count. That's front stoking. Right, yeah. I rode a tandem in Wales once where I literally sat. There was a bucket seat on the handlebars. A bucket just, seat? A bucket seat. Like and a, you just sat there. Yeah. There was no front pedal. Ooh. It was terrifying i bet you're just like sitting there holding on to your seat with your feet like propped up in this bar it was awful just hurtling forward yeah, hurtling yeah with ultimate trust in this person that i did and not know th is there a wheel like up front it's not like yeah, it's, like a it's not tandem, like you're sitting in but a instead bucket. of like um like a seat with handlebars you're in this seat that sat on the front almost like a reclining bicycle right okay but like there's nothing you're not doing anything you're oh, just no. sitting there it was it <laughs> yeah. was bad Yikes! It was real bad. Because then all you all you do is think about how you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exciting and terrifying at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Bad. Well, that, uh, that lots of things to consider for Aaron mostly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of choices. I mean, choices. so long as I'm steering, I I think I'll be okay. Right. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Joyce, for the suggestion. I like this. I'm glad we have reanimated the question. Uh, because, you know, uh, kind of like the helmet debate, the great helmet debate of 2017. Still going on, yeah. by the way. Uh, just real quick, lightning round. If you're going into a store to purchase groceries, do you take, take off your off. helmet or not? Always take it off. I take it off as well. Okay. Why? I don't want to be a dick. <laughs> How so? <laughs> I've got the movement down. It's one fluid movement. It's It's not too much of an inconvenience. Okay. And my locks always look good. I, well, oh. there we go. Yes. And you got great hair. 
<laughs> Gotta show it off. Perfect hair forever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Wait, how, how how are you a dick if you wear your helmet in the store? It's got, I don't know. It's just it's like you don't have time to take off your helmet, you know? Uh-huh. I just kind of assume people are like, I need a coffee right now. I'm late to the airport. And you're like, well, that's your problem. That's Wearing a not... bike helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave my bike locked up outside the airport for six weeks. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. don't know. I, it's just, it feels dickish. I'm just like, why do you have a helmet on? I can't quite put a, a point on it, but there is definitely that, that feeling that like, what, what do you think? You're better than me? You're more bikey than me? <laughs> no, it is. It's like people want you to know that they rode a bike there. And I'm like, congratulations. Right. And? Right. The only the only way that would work, I think, would be if there were certain places in certain cities that would have like a discount. I think Boston had this program where like if you brought your helmet in with a sticker on it, you would get rewards like a discount or free coffee oh, yeah. or something like that. So that's the only situation in which I can conceive that would work. But Bryce wore bike shoes to a wedding once. How'd that go? <laughs> oh, it was great. It nice. was a wedding full of cyclists. They love oh, it. Perfect. Ah. Perfect. Yeah. That's, it's like part of the uniform. It's required oh, yeah. attire is like, you know, black tie. And <laughs> the wedding was SPD compatible. <laughs> <laughs> he just clipped in and then sat down. Do you clip in? Do you? Yeah. I now pronounce you tandem and stoker. <laughs> Ah, Captain and <laughs> Okay. Uh, we also have an update from David Robinson. DBI! Who is on the Trans Am race. What is up, Sprocket Podcast? All y'all involved in listening to this. It's DBR. I'm uh, sitting on the side of the road somewhere in Illinois, pausing the recording every time a car goes by, like now. Anywho, it's day uh, 24 or something like that. Uh, We've been riding bikes a lot. Um, And yeah, I crossed the Mississippi this morning, hit mile 3000 yesterday. I'm finally out of the Ozarks, which is nice. Um, They were beautiful riding, but terrible, terrible bastards. Uh, yeah, plan is to ride to Cave-In Rock tonight. That's where the ferry, the fabled ferry is. Uh, it stops running at 9.30. I'll probably get there around 1 a.m., maybe 2. Um, and then just uh, catch the second or third one in the morning because, you know, I'm not uh, Johnny quick out of bed. Especially these days. Um, yep, yeah, it's neat. Yesterday was my birthday, uh, so Happy I birthday. to cancel the uh, 50 miles after dark. Uh, I found a dope-ass hostel in, uh, like, Farmville, or not Farmville, Farmsboro, like or guy? Farm something, <laughs> Missouri. Um, it was cool. Got a shower, kind of sink-washed my laundry, and then put it in the dryer. Um, had a mattress to sleep on after camping out for two nights. Second night, I was uh, pulled into... Eminence, Missouri. Uh, it's an Eminence. Realizing that it was a uh, river town and a Saturday, so I got in at one a.m. and there were no rooms. Uh, oh yeah. So I went to the bar. I found out the last call had been five minutes prior. Oh. And you know, began haggling with the waitress uh, to try to get a beer, saying, "Hey, I just rode my bike into town. Um, there are no <laughs> rooms. I was trying to find a place to stay." And she says, "Just you can tell she wants to, but she's the law. You know, I can't. Oh, I'm sorry, you're breaking my heart." And I go, "Be yeah, but it's my birthday." Um, she goes, "No, it's not." I wanted to check my ID, and sure enough, it was, in fact, my birthday. So she gave me a beer. Oh, and yay. for it. Best Bud Light ever. Then as I was leaving, I got a happy birthday Ozark style or 
Eminence style or something. He's uh, fantastic ladies at the night of the uh, end of a night of revelry. Um, pulled out pool cues and sang me a version of Happy Birthday that included the phrase uh, "You belong in a zoo" and "You oh, bastard, man. you bastard," oh. uh, which was amazing. <laughs> And then I slept in a post office um, <laughs> because that was the room that was available. Um, so, yeah. I guess I should talk about the phone debacle. Uh, my phone died halfway through Kansas, which was annoying. Um, not least because, you know, complaining about your phone being dead in one of these is not usually like, okay, fuck it, just keep riding. But uh, without it, I didn't have weather, an alarm clock my backup navigation, my backup cue sheets, like a whole bunch of shit. Uh, or not to mention, you know, camera and uh, uh, the shit posting machine, also known as Instagram stories. <laughs> um, at Barstow. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, I, I arrived at some um, popular bike shop, which will remain nameless. And uh, after leaving it plugged in all night and not successfully reviving it, got on the horn with a whole debacle with customer service. Hi, I'm in the middle of the country, in the middle of nowhere. I need you to send a new phone overnight to the different part of the middle of nowhere that's 200 miles up the road. So anyway, I, we made it all work eventually, and I got to the second bike shop in uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas. Uh, rolled in about half an hour before closing. Hi, I'm that guy with the replacement phone. They go, oh, good, you're here. Your phone isn't. So it turns out overnight (laughs) had stretched into not quite. Um, So I got a room, spent the night, and in the morning went over. Once the the phone had been delivered, again, plugged it in, whatever, got the bare essentials loaded and then hit the road um, and didn't have a chance to... uh, finish getting it, you know, with music and everything, um, until last night at the hostel. So anyway, um, I have technology back now because I'm recording myself in a field to talk to people on the computer anyway. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's neat, but it took about, you know, probably lost about a day, um, in dealing with all that, you know, normally in normal life, 300 miles in three days is nothing to complain about, but in this sort of thing, it's, Okay, yeah, that's a that's 150 miles um, if you're doing 150 a day, which was the goal. So now I'm just chilling, booking it across, doing the thing. Um, with any luck, I'll cross to Kentucky tomorrow, and then it's just Kentucky and Virginia. So hooray! Yay! Um, yep, I think that's about enough rambling for now, and uh, covers all the kind of major stories. Uh, I'm body is fine, bike is fine. Uh, as Brock knows, my horse is amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna do the button thing that makes the stopping talk. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my horse. My horse is amazing. Uh, so thank you, David, for sending in yeah. the update. Much appreciated. This. I don't care what place. Yeah. You make it in the standings. Your first place with us, DBR. Damn straight, yeah. <laughs> he gets a day off for phone loss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, well, Bryce Bean, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks uh, for having us. Happy happy days and such. Uh, you got to come back before you move to Eugene. We'll do. All right. Or just don't move. Or, or yeah, no, or that. You could, you could stay here. It's true. We'll live here. This is a nice airstream. <laughs> we'll just let you uh, conduct the interviews from here on out. <laughs> All right, let's close this out, shall we? Yeah. 
The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio thanks to generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan Jalen for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katrina Melengar. Wayne Norman, Doug Roberts, and Ethan Georgie. Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lee Richard Wazenski, Tim Mooney Orange and Purple Glenn Kubish Matt Kelly Jim Gooden Eric Weiss Doug Cohen Miller Todd Parker Chris Gonzalez Dan Gebhardt Who's a time traveler Zoe Campagna mm-hmm. Dave Knows Chris Smith Christy Kaster Caleb Jenkinson J.P. Cooley Peanut Butter Jar Matt Patrick Archain Sebastian Poole Marco Lowe Rich Otterstrom Andrew in Colorado Drew the Welder Anna Krista John Wasserman Andre Johnson, King of Division, Josh Zissen. Richard G., Guthrie Straw, Brandon Shelby. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regrainery. Campsite, Mac Nurse David. Kathy at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking. Nathan Poulton, Chris Rosson, Rory in Michigan. Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, E.J. Finneran, Paul Culbertson. Brad Hipwell, Kathy Thomas Skato. Uh, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, who Micro- never says hi when he comes to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, and Dennis O'Brien. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush your... Uh, you say that to be Well, you already started. So now I brush guess. your teeth. And go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>